going to throw it. And he's got the touchdown! Here's Brady's pass. It's Gronkowski! Week four just went down, and man, do we have some stuff to talk about. Welcome to the Taper Gridiron Podcast. I'm Isaac, here with my dad, Steven. And there was quite a lot of big things that happened in week four. A lot of big matchups that I saw that I was really excited for looking forward from week, after week three. And it was just, there was, there was a lot of good stuff I saw. Thursday Night Football was pretty entertaining. It was. With the Bengals in Miami, I was looking forward to that, but their quarterback... Yeah, he's not going to be playing for a little while. He did, yeah. He took a really, well, there's 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 a couple levels to this, and I think we're going to break it down a little bit later. But basically an overview is he took a really hard sack, and his body almost like, it was some sort of neurological injury. I mean, obviously it was physical, but it was it was with the brain because his hands like all shriveled up. It was crazy. It was a really interesting thing to watch and yeah he's gonna be out at least for next week we don't know for how long in the foreseeable future i think he should be out for at least a couple weeks yeah so it was there was a week prior against buffalo you got miami against the buffalo bills and and he took a hit to their quarterback took a hit and kind of stumbled a little bit did go off and you thought he was gonna go in you know concussion protocol or be out he went back out, and they said he had a back injury, and he played the game. And then he started the next week, you know, against the Bengals. And he took a pretty big hit. It wasn't one of the—it wasn't a vicious hit, really. And mm-hmm. his head, though, did bounce off the turf. And I think it was just the impact from the week before as well, as he really wasn't ready to play and ready to be out there. And I don't think they really understood or knew what the extent of his injury was. And then yeah. that second hit, yeah, just kind of knocked him out, took him off on a stretcher, his hands all curled up. It was pretty intense. And it was pretty uh, just scary for sure. Oh, for sure, yeah. I guess what are, what are really the answers? How do we make the game safer? How do we protect the players without really – diminishing the game without making mm-hmm. the game less entertaining or without turning it into flag football. I know, right? You still want to watch touch. them play. You still want to watch them be aggressive. You still want to watch the defensive ends get these cool hits or the safeties. But I feel like we have so many rules in place now. We have so many different changes to Protocols. help player safety, but it's really not helping. So we got to rethink something. I just don't know what that answer is. Yeah, I think if we were able to, like... Because the thing is, we don't need more rules because we already have plenty of rules, plenty of protocol. We we could argue we have too much, but honestly, from seeing to his injury, it's not that we have too much, it's that we have the wrong thing and we just are doing it the wrong way. And yes, they have all these protocols on you need to do all the testing and whatnot, but I don't know if it's all the testing because sometimes you can just kind of distinguish when someone has something that happened up there and if you're able to kind of distinguish that quicker and then you're able to move forward after that because a lot of times we spend so much time analyzing and diagnosing and stuff like that. If we're able to get the diagnostic done quicker, then we're able to work on the recovery and spend the extra time working on how to make him better and how to get him back on the field quicker. Yeah, I really hope that he is able to recover 
pretty quickly. I like what you said, though. We don't need more. It's do we have the wrong protocols? And we're not doctors. We're not oh, yeah, the rule makers. Sure, yeah. I don't have the answers either. But as a fan watching, you're going, all right, something's not working. There are some frustrating protocols that are, are in place that kind of do Limit make the, the game. game longer or not as fun in some instances. And you're like, right, is it two-hand touch going on here? Like, yeah. But on the other hand, you do want to protect these players. But then it's also interesting, and and not that it's a particular player's fault, and not that it's you know Tua's fault, or but I do believe that some people are more prone to injuries than others. That's true. And because isn't it weird that you can have people? I mean, Tom Brady's been injured over his career, but you have some of these guys that just play so long and you know for years and years and they don't have any injuries and then you get other players like Tua's had so many injuries over his short career that I feel bad for him and there's players that are like that as well that just kind of keep you know even Dak Prescott you know he's been out for the last couple weeks like the poor guy just came back from a leg injury and now Mm -hmm. he's out with a thumb injury and you're just kind of like oh I feel bad for him but how do we protect the players as a whole especially from the head injuries without diminishing the game. I don't know. You need some kind of airbag system or something yeah. in a helmet if you hit the, I I don't know. I don't know what those answers are. Exactly. Yeah. We we don't have the answers, but somewhere out there someone does and they're going to find a way to improve on this system and put in better protocols and whatnot. And I feel really bad for Tua like you said. He's had a lot of injuries over his very young career, so I just hope he'll be able to bounce back from them. And be able to because he's a really good player, and I feel this year is really good for him because he has Tyree Kill, so he has some support and someone. A lot of younger quarterbacks, it's great for them to have a veteran receiver because they can always have someone to throw to, and they always have someone who's reliable. And I feel Tyree Kill is that for Tua, and I felt this was this was his year. This was great. Maybe you're going to make it to a playoffs. They were doing really well. They were unstoppable. They even beat the Bills. I know you weren't too happy about that, but. They they were honestly a fourth, and I was really excited to see where they were going to go. But then, obviously, Tua got hit, and I hope that he can bounce back so we can see where he would where he's going to go. Staying on that Bengals and Miami game, I, I I'm not I'm not sure really how I feel quite yet, or how I like the all white oh, uniforms this. of the Bengals. I, there's a there's somewhat cool aspect going, all right, you're trying to look like a white tiger. I know that. But I didn't know if it was cool, like, yeah, it looked like a really cool white tiger, or if they just looked like a bunch of zebras <laughs> running around the field. <laughs> That's kind of true, though. That is. I, I, just, there, I was torn the whole game. I, I just I, okay. I wasn't quite... Honestly, now I feel that way, too, because I never really thought of it that way as in that perspective. I always thought, like, oh, they're white tigers, they're white tigers. And then now that you bring that up, that's like, see, I thought they were cool. Now I don't think they're cool anymore. <laughs> right, yeah, but the zebras, zebras running around. I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't know. The Cincinnati I, zebras. I, I know that the NFL is starting to, you know, get some cool uniforms and change things up a bit. I'm all for it, and mm-hmm. I love it. Yes, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. Just, yeah, yeah. You'd have to look it up to really see what I'm talking about, and you, you let us know. Zebras or the white tiger. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Ravens game. Ravens. I, I, I want to talk about, I don't even know if it's more so the Ravens defense that we can really pick apart, but 
Ravens and Buffalo, I didn't really get to watch the whole game. Same. And I look up the score, and it's 20-3 to against Buffalo. And I'm kind of like, all right, come on. Like, Buffalo, I'm riding with Buffalo this year. Like, they've been doing so good the last couple of years. I feel like this is their time. Josh Allen's been on fire. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, Buffalo, let's go. You lost the week before, and it's 20-3. to Ravens all over Buffalo. And Buffalo ends up winning the game. Comeback of the century right there. The Ravens' defense is falling apart because the week prior, they gave up a 20-point lead against the Dolphins or a 21-point lead or whatever it was. This week, it's a 17-point lead that they give up and Mm -hmm. lose the game. Lamar Jackson and the offense are playing really well. Lamar's doing a great job. But this is not the John Harbaugh defense that we're used to seeing over the years. Exactly. Yeah, I've remembered the Ravens. They were just a force a couple years ago. Honestly, they had Lamar Jackson. They had a really solid defense. They just had things going for them. And I just thought they were a really solid team. This year, Lamar Jackson is still playing at that level. He's not as as prominent as he was in the years prior. Like, back that, like, a couple years ago, he was like, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing. He was literally on the face of Madden 21. He was just everywhere. Well, I feel, too, and, just with that really quick, is teams learn quarterbacks. You know, when, when you're playing a different style or a different way, they didn't really know what to do with him. Lamar is still a great athlete, mm-hmm. and he's still doing a really good job, and he's on fire this year. But I feel like the defense... Kind of, kind of him. figured him out a little bit, and so he's not able to play and be such a dynamic player as that he used to, where everybody was like, "What is going on? What is what is happening?" You know, he's this force to be reckoned with, and he's still again. I think the offense is doing good, but to be giving up these huge leads, falling apart, and losing these kind of key games, I, I don't know what the answer is for the Ravens. I don't know what the answer is either because. These are just such big leads, and honestly, yeah, you look at the score and you're like, oh, Ravens have that, but now you can't anymore because now you're like, oh, they're probably going to come back, and it's it's crazy to see. And honestly, I don't know if it's so much the Ravens or if it's the Bills just being that good, but I think it's also the Ravens because they keep giving up these big leads. Well, it for sure has to be, it goes both ways. Like, yeah, if it was the Ravens playing against... I don't know, the Jets or the Commanders or the Jaguars, I'm not seeing the defense falling apart that much where those teams are coming back. So I think it's you have a struggling defense and then you have these powerhouse offenses, you know, as well. You had Tua and the Dolphins coming back. You have Josh Allen and the whole Buffalo offense fighting and your defense is falling apart. So it's kind of the perfect ingredient for that situation to kind of happen. But that can't be happening as far as if you're a Ravens fan and if you're the Ravens. Like, you've got to figure that out of how do you step up. Same thing on the flip side. Well, again, one, it's why we watch football every week. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know. There, There is no guarantee. There's no, this team's going to win. Same thing that happened with the Eagles. You know, they're coming in 3-0. and We're expecting them. Are they going to walk all over the Jaguars? And early on, it's 14 nothing. And you're like, oh, okay, again, wasn't expecting that. Eagles ended up pulling through. Are are they Super Bowl contenders? Are they the team to kind of be looking out for right now? I Honestly, I don't know. I mean, Jalen Hurts is an amazing quarterback. I will not deny him that. He's amazing. He can do crazy things. 
but they do kind of have a really easy schedule this year. So if they do make it to the playoffs, I can't say it's 100%. They're just this insane team. They also don't, they're not really playing against the Bills or the Ravens or even like the Chiefs or something like that. And they kind of just do have an easy kind of sailing through um, schedule. And the other, obviously, they're undefeated right now and Jalen's doing really well. But it is kind of that schedule and who they're playing against. But honestly, I think they could be Super Bowl contenders. I mean, if they just step up their game a little bit, then I think they would be able to pull through. I think that the, I don't want, it's hard to say easy teams or the easy games right now for sure because it's football. Anything can happen. So they could have easily lost against the Jaguars. You can go and play the the Texans and the Colts and the Commanders and totally get your butts whooped. Like, I know. Every week is different, and, and I get that. But when you do have an easier-looking schedule where there are teams that are struggling, that you can look and be like, all right, yeah, Eagles are probably going to get to the playoffs. They had an easier schedule, but it's also confidence boosters for them. I think that it's yeah. actually they're going to be more of a force in the playoffs because they're going to be gelling as a team. Jalen Hurts is going to have all this experience. He's going to have all this confidence of, look what we've done throughout the season. And I think that they could be a force to be reckoned with. I think they are going to get to the playoffs. Again, we'll see. You can totally self-destruct and fall apart. But I think that the playoffs will be the test for them, for sure, of now you got to play these top-caliber teams I know, right? that you haven't played over the season what can you do? This next week is the Cardinals. Pretty good. Yeah. I, I think the Cardinals are doing a really good job. Kyler Murray, I think the Cardinals are playoff contenders as well. So this will be a good week for them to kind of step up and see. Then you got the Cowboys, Texans, Commanders again, Colts. You got the Steelers coming up. Oh, Steelers. Steelers, they, yeah, Trubisky, Trubisky. Benched. He's benched. Yeah, he actually... Got benched with all this controversy, and Kenny Pickett is going to be the starting QB. And honestly, I think that's a good decision. Mitchell Trubisky has been doing really well, but if if you know Chicago, you know Trubisky, and he kind of he's interesting. He'll have like his little like streaks where he's just on fire, and then he'll kind of die out. But Kenny Pickett has been a very like consistent quarterback, and he, you can just see how he plays and the performance level he's on. And I think it's great. And there was a lot of other, there was controversy earlier with him over Mason Rudolph. And that eventually got settled. But then Trubisky came in. And they just had a lot of quarterbacks trying to fill in the big shoes that Roethlisberger left. And I feel Kenny will be able to at least attempt to fill them. And honestly, I miss Ben Roethlisberger. He was great. Yeah, I feel bad for Mike Tomlin and just that whole team. You you, you had Ben on your team and was that leader and you got to kind of find that replacement. You're never going to be able to replace him. I mm-hmm. think that as long as Kenny doesn't have, you know, I have to fill these Ben Roethlisberger shoes mentality. He needs to go out there and play his game. He needs to just do what he's coached to do, help his team do what he needs to do to help the team, not try to carry the team, exactly. not try to be Ben Roethlisberger. He's going to struggle at that point. Just go out there, do and your thing, you. do your job. And I, I think that it's it's going to be a good experience for him. The Steelers are struggling. They're probably going to struggle the rest of this year. But I think that it's going to be good experience for Kenny. And I think that's what you're kind of looking at now going like, all right, we know we want to build this guy up. Trubisky mm-hmm. is not going to be 
our end goal quarterback. Yeah. And so let's start giving Kenny the the reps and let's start having him learn the offense and learn defenses and learn the speed of the game and getting a hit and having to make good decisions, living mm-hmm. with the bad decisions, learning from the bad decisions because they're going to happen and they're going to happen with everybody. So you might as well start getting it all out now. And and who knows, he may surprise everybody and have more raw skill and more leadership ability and just talent than we are expecting even right now. So yeah. I'm excited. I think it's gonna. I think it's a good move by Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. I do too, and I think it's great to see him coming up because you never know. Honestly, he might be a complete washout, and he might not do very good, but he might be insane, and you never know. And honestly, from the things I've seen, he's definitely on the more insane side of things. Yeah, I agree. And, I, you know, Trubisky, it's hard. There's there's a handful of quarterbacks, and, you know, you think of, like, Carson Wentz or even Matt Ryan. Of just You don't know, are you getting, you know, good Trubisky or bad Trubisky this week? You getting good Carson Wentz or bad Carson Wentz? And the inconsistency of some of these quarterbacks yeah. that— have caused them to be starters and then backups or jumping to different teams because there is that inconsistency. Mm-hmm. And so that that's hard. You know, the the Bears are still looking for a quarterback. You got the Steelers looking for a quarterback. You, you got there's quite a few teams that are looking for that that star quarterback. But again, you can't be looking for the next Tom Brady. You can't be looking for the next Patrick Mahomes. You, you need somebody that is going to help your team, that's going to be unique in their style and ability, and not try to make the quarterback. I feel like the Bears are kind of the biggest culprits of this right now, of taking different quarterbacks, and we've had lots of them over the years, mm-hmm. and trying to change the quarterback to not necessarily just fit into the Bears system, but be the quarterback that they want them to be. But you have to play off their strengths. You have exactly. to play off and make the game kind of fit around them. I think if Patrick Mahomes was on the Chicago Bears, yeah, he's got amazing raw talent. And he's an amazing player. And he would still be him. And he would still do insane things. But I do not think that he would be as good as he is right now if he was on the Bears. I think that it is also the Chiefs organization. Yeah, I think it's Andy Reid designing plays building the team around Patrick. I agree. And I think that's honestly why he succeeds. And not so much as why he succeeds and why a bunch of other players succeed. Jalen Hurts, for example, is just being built up in such an environment and he's being allowed to grow. The Bears have such a suffocating environment for all the quarterbacks because they're trying to just fit them in. Like the puzzle piece that won't fit, you got to build another puzzle around them and you got to make them the game fit around them and they can play to their strengths and they can become the quarterback that they want to be and that and that can benefit you instead of trying to make them like the quarterback in your mind they got to be the quarterback they actually are they're they're trying to jam that puzzle piece in yeah they're they're cutting pieces ends off of it they're like yeah. this is going to fit in and it's not fitting in exactly. you can you can do all you want to make that fit that picture is not going to work i i love that isaac that's great <laughs> Shootout between the Seattle Seahawks and the Lions. I know. Did not see that coming. I I don't know if both defenses were just falling apart or if it was the offense. I'm not shocked so much as far as the offense with Seattle. I think that they got a a good powerhouse. 
They got some great receivers as well. I really didn't see the shootout coming and the high scoring with the Lions. Jared Goff was actually off the charts. Yeah, and last year, obviously, we know the Lions, they struggled. Like, last year it was the whole Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff thing. And we all thought, are we like, which is the are the Lions going to blow up and the Rams going to struggle? Obviously, that year the Rams were unstoppable and the Lions struggled quite a lot. But this year, honestly, the Rams are kind of struggling, and I don't think they're playing at their best. This last um, Monday night, they got absolutely killed by the Forty ers and the Lions. Honestly, they were doing they were performing at a very good level. And Jared Goff, I was just, is this is this Jared Goff I'm seeing? The one that was like 0-16 last year? Right. I mean, they still lost, and the Lions as an overall team are struggling. But yeah, I, this, was, this was kind of a shock. I mean, if you're a fantasy player and you, well, I, I, I really want to know how many people actually had the Lions players yeah. and actually had Jared Goff as your starting quarterback. If he is your starting quarterback, I'm sorry, and I feel bad for you because... You're probably not going to get this week in and week out, but Jared Goff was the number one quarterback in fantasy. He had the mm-hmm. most points. Their tight end had the most points. I mean, it was crazy. Geno Smith then had the most points on the Seattle side. So those those that that game scored a ton of fantasy points. So yeah. if you're a fantasy owner. That was just like woohoo! Like this yeah. is this is a great game. I'm not seeing that happening week in. And we yeah, out. I don't think that's gonna happen every week. That was kind of, he's one of those like inconsistent quarterbacks where this was like his just boom. He was just letting it all out, letting the floodgates open, and he was just playing at his best. And yeah, I think it was amazing to watch, and it was great to to get a glimpse into what he's really capable of doing. But yeah, I don't really think he'll he'll be able to perform at this level. It'll be interesting to see Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, just a great, great overall game. You're excited for it. You got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You got the Chiefs. You got the young guy. You got the old guy. Sorry, Tom. We keep calling you the old guy, but you kind of in, in reality, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, we we, we we're big Tom Brady fans. Been again, been watching yeah. him for years. It's hard not to like him, but he's he's the old guy out there. I do have to say, and we've said it before already, he isn't playing at that same level that you're kind of used to seeing Tom Brady play at. Should have stayed in retirement. And it's expected. I, I just I'm I'm sitting there watching it and you're sitting there going like I'm not I'm not expecting him. There's no way he can play at that same level. Mm-hmm. Your body is going to be given out on you whether your mind wants to or not. And you just you can't keep doing the same thing game in and game out. He took a big hit early on in the game, was kind of struggling a little bit with his shoulder uh, you yeah. can tell him on the sidelines, like moving it around. Some of his throws weren't on. Like, yeah, it's going to be rough to see if he can make it throughout the whole season. I think he mm-hmm. can, I, and I'm I'm rooting for him. Still yeah. fun to watch. Oh, for sure. And yeah. but Patrick Mahomes on the other side, man, there were just some insane plays, and just the playmaking ability by Patrick is off the charts, and making something out of nothing. It's just a lot of fun to watch, and it was a great game both ways. I think that both teams battling it out. The Chiefs were kind of walking all over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks just hung in there. Of course, it's Tom Brady. He's going to keep everybody in. He's going to yeah. fight to the end. They fought to the end. Still lost the game, but it was still a very entertaining game to watch that we're probably not going to see 
a whole lot of, again, the odds of Patrick and Tom playing too many more times, if any, this was this was one of those cool games that you could to kind of remember. Yeah, exactly. I was very happy to watch this game because it was, yeah, one of those games that you're going to remember because you're not really going to see this. This is probably the last time you're going to see it because I'm guessing after this season, Tom Brady's going to retire. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. It's probably going to happen. And it was just good to see him play against Patrick Mahomes. And I could even hear in like the press conference, Patrick Mahomes said, I want to beat him one time before he retires. And he did. He, he, he accomplished that goal. And I think it was just cool to see. And Tom wasn't really that angry about what happened. And he kind of knew it was coming, which I can I can understand that. And so it was, it was a really fun game to watch. Yeah, and I think it's cool just having Tom encourage, you know, Patrick even afterwards and just talking a little bit about him and they, they tweet about each other and whatnot and just, you know, I think that the respect obviously for Patrick is there. You're, you're growing up, you're watching Tom play, and now you're playing against him. But you can definitely see that respect on Tom's side as well of just the younger quarterback. You can see the raw talent that he has, the potential that he has. And the leadership ability, and I think that you know that's that's key for the teams. It's key key for fans, for young fans to be, you know, gravitating to these players that that have that leadership ability on and off the field, which I feel is extremely important. And we've talked about that, you know, as well, Isaac. To close here, 49ers game you mentioned, and Debo Samuel. Oh, Debo Samuel. I, I mean, how could you just not talk about Debo Samuel right now? Like he is so I, good. Just, can anybody stop the guy? He's all he's just he's a big guy and he's got amazing talent that he's hard to tackle, he's hard to bring down, and he's all over the field. He like is. you don't know what position he's gonna play, and he can play them all fairly well. Mm-hmm. And he's just this force coming at you. Yeah. Uh, somebody's got to have an answer for him. I know. And honestly, at first, I never really thought about him about him that way. But then when I watched, he had a 57-yard pick six. Like, that almost never happens. And I was so shocked. And it was just like the whole room in our house was just going up. It was so cool. And I was just in shock. And, yeah, he is just a force. You can't you can't bring him down. Yeah, I. it's the 49ers. I, it'll be interesting to see what they can come up with. Jimmy Garoppolo leading the charge. Yeah. Defense doing well. You got the offense kind of clicking and getting together. I, I, I can see the 49ers just kind of making a run and putting things together. Hopefully they don't, you know, kind of self-destruct. Again, that, he's one of those quarterbacks. You going to get good Jimmy or bad Jimmy? Mm-hmm. I, I think right now he's he's coming into himself and he's kind of shaping who he wants to be this season and he just needs to be consistent with that. So I'm looking forward to next week. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch all the games, break down all the games with you, Isaac. Don't forget to like us, share us, tell your friends about us. That's the best that, you know, thing that you can do for us on the podcast is just sharing with your friends. We're all over wherever you get your podcast. You can comment on the Podbean app. You can send us an email anytime, tabergridiron at gmail.com. And Isaac, we'll we'll hang out next week. See ya.